And the idea was we're going to do something that, that is interesting to every part of car culture. But it's also evolving and changing. Yeah. So we need yeah. to be a part of that as well. Yep. So yep. where our mission statement used to be that we would collect, preserve, and present the history of the automobile, it's now the history and future yes. of the automobile. Hey, welcome to Car Guy Confessions, brought to you by ARP. I'm Jeff Smith. This is my car buddy, Cam Benzie, and car builder, Steve Strope. And we're going to tell you the stories. Welcome to another episode of Car Guy Confessions with Jeff Smith. Cam Benti, and we have a very special guest today, Terry Cargus, the director, executive director for the Peterson Museum. We're in your office, and and this is this is really kind of fun, uh, something a little bit different, uh, but uh, got a lot of great stories. So uh, I'll just dive right in. Well, the, the artwork alone, the artwork is alone, just yeah. amazing. Quite a, quite an office. So you're telling us about this is Phil Hill. This well, Phil was. I'm a big fan of Phil, and it, okay. it was fortunate in. in um, to know him and and his family and and uh, my wife and Alma, his wife, are very close, and oh, that's actually how wow. I got together with really? him. Really, um, and and but had some really wonderful experiences, and I had a, a chance to ask a bunch of f- fanboy questions, mm-hmm. you know, things you wouldn't otherwise approach somebody on, but. Sure. Uh, um, and this was uh, this is Phil's office chair. Yeah. Wow! We'll get, some wow. Yeah, we'll get to show you all the stuff that's in here. <laughs> yeah. Good, the good chunks of it. Yeah. So yeah. many so, good so memories. Thank you for inviting us here because this has been a, a special deal. We we right. filmed last night doing yes. some things, and then here in your office, this is really kind of fun because uh-huh. I could spend a day in here just getting yeah. all the stories behind every too. piece of memorabilia yeah. that's I'd, in here. I love it in here. <laughs> just didn't come together in an afternoon. You didn't like just start. No, start. It, actually, that it, it's it that over the years have been able to collect some little things but it's uh just memorabilia and and fun stuff that i like and, as you can see a, a big porsche guy but there's a bunch of roush cars mm-hmm. from my awesome. time there and and um that our atlantic car uh, there's actually a stevie ray vaughn poster that really at, at, I, at one see. at one nice. point in my life I, I, <laughs> I actually produced and promoted 25 concerts Really? For SeaWorld of well, San Diego, their 25th anniversary. Wow. And, really? Wow. Uh, and the show that I booked out of the 25 for myself was Stevie Ray um, and wow. had the Thunderbirds open for him. His really? Brother, yeah, his yeah. brother Jimmy. It was, oh, that excellent. was stuck. Yeah, that was right. really fun. So that kind of leads to the first question is how do you get to – where the how does the road lead to director of – of executive director of the Peterson right. Museum. Because he's got a lot of background. I mean, you did sponsorships. We've talked about some things, and we'll get into some of the other details. But you've done so much, and the museum is a, is a, um, a bird that needs to be fed. I mean, you have to keep a lot of things going in order to keep it to, to working. And you've, you came from so many things. You came from racing and mechanical and all the other stuff, but you also are an amazing uh, promoter, like we've talked about with Stevie Ray Vaughan and all these other things that all feed into that that make the machine go. And that's amazing that, That's to me. part of what has been such a, a pleasure here is that I had 12 years of uh, uh, marketing and the theme park business. That I was four years at Disneyland, four years at, at SeaWorld, and then four years at Marine World Africa USA up in San Francisco. Um, so I learned about, as they, if you'll forgive the phrase, sure. how to put butts in seats. Yeah, sure. You know, yeah. And, yeah. and, and the, the, the old adage, uh, empty seats don't sell popcorn. Um, right. But I, I went from that uh, because that was a daily grind. That was, you know, in in a daily uh, business where every hour on the hour you got a, a, a message that said, here's the in-park count right now, here's what it was forecast to be, and here's what it was last year. And so every hour on the hour you're measured, wow. and everyone in the park, all the management team is, is, is right there with you. But... After 12 years of that, seven days a week, That's you're going, okay, this is not enjoyable. This is not what <laughs> this I want to do. Fun. <laughs> what do I want to do? Yeah. And it occurred to me, um, actually, I sat down one night and I said, okay, I, can't, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I don't, I don't have a clue of what I want to do. And I thought, all right, let's settle this. If you die tomorrow, what are you going to really be pissed off It'll about having job. missed oh, in your life? Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, well, what would that be? And then it hit me that the only pictures I'd ever had in my offices for 12 years were race cars. That the only thing I remember, then I flash back to when I was 10 years old, dad took us to the Torrey Pines road races where the Torrey Pines golf course is right now. And I remember that the 
the Castrol R in the air, mm-hmm. the sounds of the cars. Phil Hill was there in a D-Jag. Uh-huh. As we as researching later for a gurney event that we did for Dan, found out that that was his very first race in a, really? a TR3. Wow. And wow. so, but I leaving the, the, the show that day, I was in the back seat. Dad, we got to do this. <laughs> we got to do this. Yeah. And nothing ever sparked me like being at the track. We were at the first race at, at Riverside in 57. Wow. Um, but we, you know, growing up in Southern California, you got drag racing, you've got road racing. Right. So much stuff going on. Everything, yeah. The, yeah. the Santa Barbara sure. road races and the, and the right. Palm Springs road races. And, it and there were road everywhere. races at Pomona too. And in the streets, yeah. you know. We yeah. Get, <laughs> yeah. But nothing ever, ever uh, interested me or made me feel alive like being in racing okay. and or at races and and that carried over. So when I came here, uh, anyway, that after I got that idea, then I said, okay, I've got to be in racing. Bought a race car, but found out that I was too slow, too old, and didn't have the money to do it the so way I wanted to. So there was a sports racer? Yeah. Uh, yeah, C-sports racer. C-sports racer. C-sports racer. What kind of car? It was an Alpha Porsche. Okay. Uh, but it was one of those things that, no, this is not what I want to do. Sure. I want to be... I want to be working with the best in racing. So um, I, I decided, okay, what do I, I know how to sell sponsorships. So I started introducing myself to teams uh-huh. and, and that's, you know, money is, is what drives racing sure. and, and, and provides you a, a funny story. I, I was at the Long Beach Grand Prix walking through the paddock one day and, um, and I saw Roger Penske and I said, Mr. Penske, Mr. Penske, I, I, I said, I, God, I got to tell you how I have always been impressed with the way you go racing. You've always been prepared. You've always had the proper amount, you know, funds to do it right. And he said, well, that shows how little you know about racing. <laughs> said, what do you mean? I said, there's never been enough money to do it right. Right, you know? right. right. And never enough time to prepare. Never, never enough time, time to prepare. But, but right. it's been... Um, so I've had a career in racing. I was at Roush for 12 years. Uh, we built a performance what, division. What, what did you do at Roush? What was, a, what was your capacity? VP sales and marketing. Okay. And okay. So we okay. built the performance division. Okay. And we were building hot rod Mustangs. We built about 15,000 while I was there. Yeah. Those, um, were, those were awesome. Yes. We, we, we built some good cars. We had, I found out, I was in, in business with Billy Cord. We were building okay. rear deck spoilers. And at, in Cerritos, uh, and I found out I got a call from uh, Max Jones, who was a former driver, and then ended up running the truck program for Jack and the okay. and the, okay. Nat, and the sure. Trans Am program. He was a West Coast boy, and he said, "We're going to get into the aftermarket business." So I thought they've got about fifty—I don't know—five hundred guys in engineering. They've got a massive na- racing program. Sure, no one in the aftermarket business has that much engineering and right. that much racing said this will be the best huge resources and yeah i got right. yeah. I, I, well, I, I don't want name. him to do it without me the name is oh, awesome. yeah yeah you know, gap and roush remember the gap sure. and roush yeah. mcs yeah. the tijuana taxi oh, yeah. the tijuana taxi yeah. yes yes <laughs> so Cactus i attached Jack. myself Cactus to him Jack. i told him I, you're not going to do this without me and i made a deal to nice. get the the western states distribution rights for the products which was one of the best and worst deals I've ever made because they didn't have any products. So, wow. I, okay, I'm setting up a shop. Any long story, I'd ended up 12 years there. We did we did wonderful product, uh, great service, great product, well-engineered. Uh, cars were fast. Our motto was, as people would leave the shop in their new cars is drive mm-hmm. fast, take chances. <laughs> um, Hey, we'd like to thank our sponsor, ARP-Bolts.com. we got a fantastic little backdrop here. They make an outstanding series of bolts, almost anything you would need for engines, chassis, things like that. In fact, we were at lunch today, and a guy asked you about the, the, the bolt on the back of your shirt, and it was, and, it was really, and I said, well, it's really about a head bolt. They neck the, 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 the stem down of the bolt on a short small block Chevy head bolt, so the clamp load is even across three different head bolt lengths on a small block Chevy. And, uh, you know, so that, that's the kind of technology that you get out of so, ARP. And uh, we, we've all got stories on all that right, stuff. Well, but, for a uh, translation of what he said, call ARPbolts.com. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the message is that you can't get any better than that. No, you so cannot. There yep. you go. Nope. Excellent. And then just check them out at ARP-bolts.com.
We'd like to thank our friends at InTheGarageMedia.com. They have three fantastic magazines. They've got Classic Truck Performance. They have Modern Rotting and my favorite, All Chevy Performance, with Nick, my buddy Nick. Oh, you're so editor. biased. So, yes, of course. Yes. But uh, they're doing print media, which yes. is, uh, of course, our favorite. So, uh, in color magazine. and everything. In color and everything. Yes. And, and you can get your, your car on the cover of one of those books, right. which is right. a fun no, that's deal. A lot. Great yeah. tech. Great tech. By you you know, not always written by me, but yeah. People. Yeah. Not yeah. always written by me. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Just so pick it up and read it. Yes. At inthegaragemedia.com, and uh, they're our friends, and uh, they will thank you. There you go. I think it's <laughs> in the DMV test. It says, it's, it's, it's drive fast. That's right. We always and, and, and don't, and don't bike the, the seatbelt. is a suggestion, so don't bother with that. Okay. But I got, go. uh, I got a call from Bruce Meyer. Uh-huh. Uh, actually, Bruce Meyer called a friend in uh, – Monterey, uh, Gordon McCall. Okay. And Bruce said, Gordon, uh, we need a new director at the museum. Who should I call? And he said, well, call Terry. And I thought, oh, crap, I've known Terry 40 years. And he's known my brother 50 years. Um, So he gave me a call, and I talked to the board, and and uh, they brought me on. Nice. And What year was that? So that's 11 11 years. 11 years. Okay. It was August. It was the uh, first week of, uh, well, the second week of August in 2012. Okay. Because I came in, I was supposed to start Monday, but I couldn't wait. I came in Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we drove north to Pebble Beach for the show. Sunday, I'm sitting in the Henry Ford 52 Barquetta, getting an award, and I'm sitting with a trophy in my lap, and I thought, Wow, that's pretty big, this, good this, gig. This, I mean, uh, this, is, this is not this is not bad. So you initially came in in what capacity? What was your, your sales it, and marketing? The executive director. Oh, you were okay. Yeah. So executive director. Okay. But it it was one of those things that, given my career and the stuff that I've learned on the way, I remember the first several questions people would ask and decisions I had to make. I thought, we'll do that. We'll do that. We'll do that. Nice. And it was natural. It was like, okay, I got this. Right. Well, then you got you got the right people making suggestions, and you're the guy to make it happen. We had it it was, and the and I also have to say, there's no board of directors better than the Peterson board. It doesn't get any better in the automotive world. It doesn't know. I mean, it's Wolfgang Porsche is an honorary board member. Mm -hmm. Bruce really is the is the energy. Uh, uh, behind the museum, but David Sidoric has been here from day right. one. Richard Varner, who's one of the brightest guys and, and most respected guys I, I know, um, is our chairman. Uh, but you know, Greg Penske is with us. Rob, uh, Bobby Rahal, right. um, Juan Gonzalez so, is a Charlie Nierberg. I mean, the, I can go on and on. Quite the uh, guest list. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. <clears throat> so, and uh, Bruce has a collection here right now of some breathtaking. It's breathtaking. Un, it's stunning. It's interesting. You remember, um, uh, what's his name, uh, the art director that we had at Motor Trend? Um, Tom Voorhees? No, no, I'm sorry. But he, he was a good friend with uh, McQueen, and he um, did a book about with um, about uh, the, the D-Jag that's up there. Uh-huh. And driving, and uh, he was shooting down from the top. And, yeah. Uh, I'm... I'm blanking on this gentleman's name, but that car is so stunning. That Jag just knocks. You know what's me over. also special about it is that is that Tony Nancy did the leather. Really? That's what we yeah. heard. Yeah, and Von Dutch did the dash. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So you got McQueen, so Von Dutch, and Tony you got Nancy. The hot connection right there. Yeah. What, a, yeah. what a group. Yeah. Yeah. Bill, Bill Claxton. That's Bill Claxton. Okay. Bill Claxton yeah. was the art director, yeah. and Bill okay. was a was a nice guy, and he yeah. showed me all this. Do you, do you, do you know? Bill? I don't. I don't. I'll have to show you some of the stuff that he did yeah. uh, later on. But but one of the, one of the things I wanted to mention at this point, which is, we're we're Peterson guys. You know, the, they, he put food on our table for years, for and we many, were counting. You were you were 35 here thirty five years. years. Wow. Years. I started in seventy nine with Carcraft, and then with Hot Rod, and stayed with the company until they finally booted me out, and I became a freelancer. But uh, so I, and. When I was a kid, I mean, it's the classic story. You know, the, I was a kid reading all the different magazines, East Coast books, West Coast books, and it became very clear and obvious to me, even at 12, 14 years old, that the quality was in the Peterson books. Right. And so I went home to my mom and I said, oh, this is what I want to do. I want to write for one of these magazines. And mm-hmm. and nobody really believed it. You know, it was a, it was a pipe dream. You know, my grandfather, I worked for my grandfather at a gas station, and he never tried, my family never tried to dissuade me, but neither did they encourage me. Mm-hmm. 
And had he not had that vision in 1948, I, I don't know what I'd be doing. I'd be doing something else and probably not enjoying life. And, and the reality, it sounds from everything you've told us already that there's a passion there, which is important, right? It, you know, it's interesting because what you just said about you, what would you be doing, mm. that's so true for so many people in the industry. Yeah. He started SEMA. Yeah. You know, he yeah. funded the NHRA and mm-hmm. Wally worked for him. Sure. Right? And then sure. he yeah. gave him the money to, to go do Just it. We, we knew Wally very well. I worked for NHRA yeah. before I worked for Hot Rod. I went to Hot uh, Rod in 1980. A wonderful guy. Yeah. I mean, there, he, you know, he, you can't run an organization like that and not make enemies. But uh, I never figured, I, I was the editor of Carcraft and my first editorial was. Um, <laughs> what did you, what I, did you do? I, what no, did I, you do, I, sir? I wrote, I wrote this thing that said, <laughs> I'm sitting in this chair on the fifth floor. Now, he, Wally was never the editor Carcraft, but he right. was the first editor mm-hmm. at Hot Rod. Yes, he was. And I said, you know, there, there are ghosts in this office, right, of all the previous editors from Carcraft right. Magazine. And then about three months later, the book comes out, right. and we're at but Gainesville. But not dead. <laughs> no. And, and, and nice so we're at Gainesville at the race. Yes. And I'm there with my publisher, and we walk into the, the little breakfast thing, and Wally's there with, with you know, his entourage, and sure. I'm walking by, and I see him, but I think, well, I'm gonna interrupt him. He's having breakfast, and he, he grabs me by the arm and, and pulls me in and says, I read your column the other night. And I thought, A, Uh-oh. <laughs> he knows who I am, uh, which is shocking. I'm yes. just a kid from Iowa. Yeah. And, uh, and then number two, he read my column, and he says, I'm one of those ghosts, too. <laughs> and I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, and later, Dave McClellan's a good friend of mine. You know, he's not really the voice of drag racing, but in my, in right. my opinion, he is. Yeah. And, um, was and I told that. Passed, yes. yes right. And uh, uh, wonderful, wonderful guy. Oh, just a fantastic guy. Yeah. And, and his son, Kevin, and, and right. Michael, and, all, and the whole yes. family is just right. wonderful. Um, and, uh, and, and he told me, Dave said, he, says, he used to do that to everybody. So he had a wonderful... He was had a connection with the people, mm-hmm. and that it was really important. But again, the passion's right there, you know. So, you have to you have to enjoy every day here. I'm I'm sure, you know. I do, but what I was going to refer to is you said what would I be doing? Iski was talking about that he had a little bitty shop. I know where it is. It still has a, a ghost of the name still yeah, on the side. Really on, on Washington Boulevard. Yes, but he said I was I was uh, this guy wanted to you know wanted me to buy an ad and I didn't, he took the pictures and he wrote the copy and, you know, I'd usually sell stuff over the, over the counter. All of a sudden I'm getting orders from Ohio and Pennsylvania. Yeah. And now, now I've, I got a business that's booming. A real business. And, yeah. and it happened to so many and they were all talking about how it almost immediately changed their lives mm-hmm. sure. because oh, now yeah. you had production and you had volume and you had money yeah. and you could do things and how that led to sponsorships of you know in Wally's program at NHRA mm-hmm. and but also how they used to to um, go to um, go to the shops at night the various shops in bench race yeah you know but yeah. also share ideas about how you make things work better mm-hmm. anyway yeah fascinating you bet. you bet so what's a day like here you know when you're when you're sitting behind the desk and you've got your your staff and you've got the the museum is running beautifully I mean by the way by the way we we really. It's a shame that we have not been coming to the museum as often. He lives in Iowa. I have no excuse. But <laughs> but the situation is that the museum is so wonderful. I mean, yeah. this was when when we my my wife worked for Gigi and I uh, Gigi Carlton, Gigi Carlton. who's, who's a really? good friend. Mr. Mr. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. We worked yeah. obviously there. We we rarely went to the twentieth floor. That was a rare occurrence. I got one yeah. shot at that. Uh, well, I would go up there to get my wife down. So. <laughs> <laughs> but but when I remember when this was coming together and he, you know this was the May Company building and mm-hmm. he went through the whole deal. I mean, this honestly is what, what his vision was to, was to have the tra- the traffic is good. You've mm-hmm. got a lot of people that are coming through mm-hmm. and. And there are a lot of things to a lot of things to see. I mean, the the McLaren exhibit is stunning. Bruce's pace, uh, area is is awesome. You just have such a, a variety. The Tesla uh, exhibit is is amazing. I mean, that exploded view of the Tesla with uh, I mean, these yeah. are not yeah. simple. These are not simple displays. No, huh? these are really amazing things that you just don't see anywhere else. And that's a Tesla truly might amazing. be the most elaborate exhibit that we've I, ever done. But I, I, I can I, see. hats off to Tesla. We should it, we should get a had, shot of that to make sure we yeah, display that. Absolutely. That's pretty cool. And yeah. they had a number of people. I mean, a large number of people at Tesla helping to put this thing wow. together because it's so complex. Yeah. Um, 
when we were doing the installation, they flew a, a crew of uh, 12 Egyptians in who were specialists worldwide for installations. Because really? when you look at it, you can see how much heavy equipment and, and things mm -hmm. are in there. Wow. It's yeah. amazing. Because Egyptians are they heavy them. cars. Huh. But we did, when we transformed the museum, I mean, yes. The, the museum opened in 94, mm -hmm. right? but really nothing changed for 20 Correct. years. Correct. That's true. At all. Yeah. And that, that may have been because why the, it Because became, the first floor uh, with all the dioramas yes, and everything, right. and yeah. that was such an intensive thing that right. it had to stay that way right. to justify, the, to but rationalize it, the, the thing. But it, it killed them. I yeah. mean, it, really? It, it was, okay. Yeah, because there was nobody coming. Right. People, the majority of people would come once and then, and then and see it. And nothing, it. Okay. No reason to come back because nothing okay. changed. So from a business standpoint, it wasn't necessarily a good idea. It was a horrible idea. Okay. But it was, a, it was built by the Natural History Museum. The museum, Bob Peterson gave them the money to put his name on it, and he owned the building. Mm -hmm. um, so it opened as the Peterson by the Natural History Museum. Okay. He yeah. never got along with them. No. So seven years later, he put up the funds, bought the bonds, he, I think he gave him 15 million initially, and then 25 million yeah. later, and yeah. took it as a the Peterson, owned by the Peterson Foundation. And so, it was in. Well, it was in. What really happened was that Bruce Meyer turned 70 and said, "Things have got to change. <laughs> Things have got to change." Well, and he started. That's, that's when he really started right. to get his. His uh, right. own museum uh, really together, right. and then decided we needed a new director here. He and um, uh, Peter? David Sidori went okay. to Peter Mullen okay. and said, right. "Peter, you've got to come in. Mm -hmm. Here's a model of, of a of a new building design exterior that we want to do." Right. Um, which is something we need to tell people because that, that's just not something that is obvious when you walk around in here and we show f photos. The exterior. Is it's pretty so dramatic. remarkable. Yeah. Right, right. It was it, it, it was it so funny. Jumps out at it was, it yeah. was so funny. I was watching some some terrible TV show about some hole that was in you know in, in giant Los Angeles I that went to the prehistoric. Yeah, Did you see that whole deal? Yeah, it's crazy. But the Peterson is there. <laughs> it is in the background. In the background, you can say, <laughs> yeah. that's the Peterson. That's museum. the Peterson. It's you know yeah. the the, uh, the Los Angeles is in shambles, but so, that's so the, the Peterson. So the business model then becomes a, a, a matter of constant change, constant evolution. It when we when we redid. The the museum, well, first of all, remember the third floor was offices mm -hmm. and Correct. a kitty area that hadn't been touched in 20 years. Right, uh -huh. yes. And the second floor had two big galleries. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then the diorama was on the first, on the first floor. floor. Right. And my second day here, I was in the vault, and um, I was getting a tour, and I said, well, this was a, you know, this car and this car and this car. And I'm going, oh, my God. And I'm looking at these cars and says, Jesus. This should be this. part of it. This, And I thought, okay, we've got... The, for visitors to come here, they get to see the diorama, and then they go to the second floor for two galleries, and that's it. Yeah. Right. And then there's – at that time, I was looking at 413 cars, and I'm thinking, these cars are sensational, wow. and nobody gets to see them. In yeah. fact, yeah. I was told as I was getting the keys, you're going to get a lot of people who want to come and see the vault. It's a waste of your time. Forget it. And I really? thought, wow. Wow. So – I ran a test during Christmas. We made an announcement we we're going to open the vault, and I thought, "Oh man, wait, we can't open the vault because it's dirty, it's dark." And, it's that. and I thought, "But wait, that's the idea, right? It's the it's garage the behind vault. the scenes, it's the private, yeah. private collection." We had people flying in from Ohio, from really? San Francisco. I heard the vault is open. I can't believe it. <laughs> so and we thought, "Okay, this works. This works." Because sure. it was an upcharge too, a yeah. big upcharge. Well, that's good. And and um, today it's what twenty five. Twenty five for adults, additional. ten for kids. Okay, uh, Great. but well percent of everybody who comes to the museum now visits the vault. I don't so, doubt it. But yeah. it's, I mean, it's right now 270 cars of every stripe of Formula One collection, the best Ferraris yeah, That's ever. what we filmed was yesterday uh, for the Formula One. Unbelievable. My favorite car rods. is the Max Balkowski car. Oh, yeah, right. The <laughs> I old love yeller, that thing. Yeah. I love that thing. But, yeah, there's a, 11 galleries in the museum mm -hmm. now, and we change them every year. That's awesome. So okay. every time you come here, there's something new to see. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's also the way we do the exhibits, and it's we spend a lot of money, mm -hmm. and and it's it shows coming up with an idea that is unique, uh, and that was one of the first things we decided too, right. eleven years ago, is that if 
it can be unique and it can be interesting. Right. It can be educational. Mm-hmm. But if it's not interesting to a large audience, let's keep moving. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, it goes back into how how do you reach an audience of of car lovers right. everywhere? Sure. And the idea was we're going to do something that that is interesting to every part of car culture. Okay. So right. and we'll and work hard. Is that. there a particular Genre that seems to pull more people in. Well, the, at, actually, great question. Yes, uh, lowriders is an absolute no-brainer. Really, I mean, really. F- well. Right now, fifty-four percent of the population in Los Angeles is is Latino, mm-hmm. uh, and we'll have a major uh, uh, lowrider show. But it's not just cars; it's culture, it's art, uh-huh. it's all the other right. forms of lowrider sure. culture. But um, Hypercars has changed our world. We started with really? a low right, a, 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 a supercar exhibit, and that that segued into a hypercar exhibit, and then we did hypercars point two. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. And what happened is that our demographics for 30 years have been, um, say, 35 to 65. Sure. 18 to 35 now. Wow, uh, that's huge. And, it, and, and what it did was it was so remarkable to find this because it was this was a real revelation. Revelation. We had all I hear in the here is that oh, kids don't care about cars. Nobody cares about cars. The kids don't right. want to drive. The kids don't know nothing. Wait a minute. That's not. We'd true. have yeah. uh, forty hypercars in here. Kids would walk in and say they built sixteen of those. They go zero to sixty in one point <laughs> nine seconds. It's about a, a million three, right. and uh, but it's not as not good as impressed. the Koenig yeah. yes. over right. here. So they know they could they name know. everything about every car we have, really? and wow. it was amazing. That, that was wow. a real wake up call. Sure, and, uh, that's awesome. But it was it, it really just said. Yeah, kids care about cars. You just want to talk to them about the ones they are interested, they are interested in. in. Yeah. And they're yeah. interested right. in the new hypercars. Sure. Right. It's not, not a, a, a Dodge Neon or no. a, uh, um, I mean. No. Or the sprinkler heads on the Batmobile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how does that affect, you know, is there anything you can tip your hand about that's coming up that people should be excited about? That something is. Uh, well, the, the, you know, the shows that or the exhibits that we have right now will be here for a while. Okay. Um, the Tesla exhibit will be here through November, maybe a little bit longer because the interest is so strong. Sure. Um, and the. Um, in the in the Bruce Meyer Gallery is mm-hmm. uh, we've got essentially the, the crown jewels yes. of the collection. Yes. Um, and uh, there's a an art exhibit in uh, on the in the Hammer Gallery on the first floor. But we just opened the 40, 75 years of Porsche. And the unique thing about this, and this is something that, that hasn't really ever been done, is that it's the Porsche cars are there, but the story is not about the Porsches. It's about the people. In, in America mm-hmm. that made the brand famous. Yeah. Which yeah. is which is what this museum should focus on because yeah. it's an American US US museum. I went to the uh, I was at Le Mans when they had their seventieth uh, mm-hmm. anniversary of Porsche and I think your cars are more significant. You not only have things like the Donahue Porsche and you have other things that are just 904s and of that type, but you have the customizers, which I think is yeah. something that people are not aware of. I've not ever seen that in one spot. Mm-hmm. That's not uh, that's not the case where I see um, those those cars are, are really representative. Those are the hot rodders sure. that have taken oh, yeah. these cars and done some and then, amazing and then things. Do something else with them, right? <laughs> right. And, you know, and you know, love it or leave it. There's some that are like, well, I don't think I would have done that. But there's other that was like, yeah. wow, yeah. that's really a yeah. smart smart thing to yeah. do. So. So that that to me made this exhibit unique. It's 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 one of the things that I, I grew up with Porsche. I mean, I, I, I was a kid from Newport Beach, and growing up, sure. I think at at one point in Orange County, sixty percent of all the Porsches ever built were there. Wow. And it, I mean, I'm, I think that's a real number. <laughs> and the, uh, but I in fact I remember the very first time I saw my first Porsche Speedster. And that changed me. Okay, that's it. I've got to have that car. Yep, I, eventually, yep. I got one, but it it was a um, knowing about Vashik in, in Redondo, and you could drive up and see the cars in the showroom, and these famous, iconic, you know, 908s, 906s, and then famous cars that that were were racing back in those days. But Von ja, uh, John von Neumann, you know, Max Hoffman, the guys who brought the cars and mm-hmm. envisioned that. Okay, build a speedster. Give me this car. Give me it, and it was, 
um, Scooter Patrick. I mean, in, in the 904, they they entered 52 races, 54 races, and won 52 of them. I mean, wow. just wow. It, it's so much fun though, that and the history of what they did and how they did it, uh, the gambles they made, sure. the gambles they took, but they they were dedicated and passionate about the brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then the other guys, Otis Chandler, you know, Patrick Dempsey, uh-huh. uh, Patrick Long, um, the. Um, that you talk about the customs, which is now really the outlaws. Um, he, his, the, the best one is, was in his family. His father and grandfather worked at Chick Iverson Volkswagen Porsche in Newport Beach. Okay, and um, it, it's an interesting. It's one of those stories that I really love because there's it. If you think about Porsche, Ferrari is Ferrari. There's it's a niche. Uh-huh. Um, Maserati, mm-hmm. all of the great brands of the world are great cars. Porsche did, uh, especially in Southern California and America, their motorsports program was so important, and they did such a great job for their customers. Yeah. They had the trucks with the parts there, and then Alwyn Springer was there f- with engine We support. saw a book that he just that's about and Alwyn's amazing. He, yeah, amazing. He, he was the modern-day Vashik. He figured out how to how to make the engines live, mm-hmm. and when you you look at the Porsche's racing record, it was how stunning it was. Right. Remember that somebody had to build the engines, and that was Alwyn. <laughs> okay. You know, that yeah. was that, that uh, amazing guy. A lot of pressure there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just a little bit, just a little bit. Well, it's 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 amazing. I mean, the collection is is um, it's, it's truly impressive. I mean, I like the the it's and it's a mix. It's a real nice mix of, of a lot of different things. But any preference? I mean, obviously we can't want to, we don't want to say anything about maybe Bruce isn't your favorite uh, collection, but <laughs> we'll just say that Bruce, your favorite collection is Bruce. But if it's not Bruce, what would it be? Bruce's. Uh, so we'd like to thank our sponsor ARP and ARP-Bolts.com. And, uh, I mean, we all three build cars. We all work yeah. on this stuff. And I, I mean, tinker. You tinker. I we, tinker. Yes, we all build. Yeah, and, and you know what? It's, it's kind of a, a really cool multiple-purpose fastener for me because there's all the science and all the technology, which is bottomless. Trust me. Unbelievable amount of research that they put into these sure, things. absolutely. And on top of it, you get them out of the, the package, and they're absolutely beautiful, which I've joked before. It's like jewelry for your right. car. And when pre-oiled. We're building yep. a, when we're, yeah, and when we're building a high-end car, it, there isn't anything else going on. It. I need, it's part of the criteria for right. me to have them lining the engine bay, not just on the engine, everywhere. Yeah. Right. So, so you get all the strength, the durability, the reliability, and fantastic good looks. Right. Sure. Kind of like Jeff here. And without, yeah. without peer. Without peer. <laughs> with, and you know what? Or peer. With, with, without peer. There's, no, there's nobody else Correct. that does that what is, they do. It is. So check them out at ARP-Bolts.com, and they can help you out. Uh, well, that, that, collection. that's yeah. actually a, a, a fun question, because there are, yeah. there are, there are many favorites. You know, Bruce, of course— as um, he just bought a car that was so near and dear, and it was so important that he was the one who got it, because uh, he's a close friend of the Gurneys, okay. and and um, uh, he's got the the winning Porsche 935 that was a, one of the two production cars, production based cars that won Le Mans overall, uh-huh. the Whittington Brothers car. Um, I rode with Dale Whittington at Road Road Atlanta in 1981, and I thought I was going (laughs) to die. That had to be fun. That had to be fun. Uh, So they said it was a 934 and a half. It was a Camel 934 and a half, and I sat in the makeshift seat holding with my left arm. They said, hold with your left arm onto the cage. Onto the cage. And it was with Dale Whittington, who only had his license two weeks. Yeah. So I lived to tell about it. But yes, those uh, guys were uh, talented. I know the car. Yeah. I know the car. Yes. Uh, but a Testarossa, the von Neumann Testarossa, yeah. he's got so many good cars. It's it's it's. Yeah. But a lot of he's got the first ever uh, Cobra. Uh, I mean, he's got right. cars that 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 one of the Briggs Cunningham Corvettes that he took wow. the, of the three Corvettes. Okay. Uh, but on and on and on with sure. Lamar cars. He's got a, a, a Don Perdome uh, dragster. Oh, that, how uh, cool is that? Just, yeah. It's so pretty. Um, but he's got it, bikes and cars It's for days, and it, um, but they're all really unique and special. And then he just got, just acquired the uh, probably the most important or winningest Porsche 
that he found in, in Europe, one of the uh, Brumos cars. Oh, that wow. uh, that uh, Peter Gregg and Hurley oh, okay. wow. won so many races in. Right. Wow. So then he he buys the first ever Eagle Formula One car. Wow. Gurney's first ever zero zero one Formula One cars, and it, he just got it. Yeah. This is this is a big deal. Wow. I mean, this is one of one. Yeah. <laughs> is going to slip that in upstairs? Are you going to drop that in? Uh, we'll we'll eventually <laughs> okay. talk him into it. Yeah. I was at that Gurney dinner when uh, when Dan was there. Was it wasn't Shelby there too? Was he, there, was he still alive at that we time? We did. Well, I think there probably been several here, but okay, the one but we did one. when Dan was alive here. Yes. Dan had already passed. No, no, no. Shelby. Um, Shelby had died. Shelby was gone, but I think. Because we did a bunch no, of Dan stuff. Dan was here Shelby. because we he went we went yeah. in we had the the Eagles, all of the Eagles uh, in the, in the okay. motorsports gallery. Yeah. yeah, and that was he wasn't with us much longer. Yeah, he was I, a super I have a nice guy. Fun Shelby story. He 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 did the 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 continuation cars. Yes. called me up. I was yes. at a hot rod, and he says, "You want to drive the." Fuck yeah. yeah! Yeah. So I took a picture of my son sitting in the car, and then later I made a print for him. But uh, so I asked my wife. I said, "You know, let's let's go for a ride. You know, not see me value the engine quit." <laughs> so get off this off ramp. Only about halfway up the off ramp, right? It's an uphill, and it's you know we ran out of steam, and it just stopped. And Hot Patrolman pulls up, you know, and I'm thinking I don't have any paperwork on this. <laughs> you know, I'm in so much trouble. And I get out of the car, and I'm, and the patrolman walks up and goes, "That's a real Cobra." I went. Not only is it a real Cobra, sir, but if you'll allow me to show you my card, this is Carol Shelby's car. <laughs> he says, we got to get this thing off the highway yeah. right now. He helped mm-hmm. me push it up the hill. Yeah. Nice. And they had my wife drive nice. it as we're pushing it across the street into a gas station so I could get some savings. And we both won Rolexes at the at Shelby, the Shelby Center deal. We won, yeah. He won 80 Two years in a row. 86, and I won 87. 87. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It, yeah. So we, we do have a, a and he was he was he was a wheeler dealer. Yes, that <laughs> he was. Yeah, yeah. Just a little. Just a little. Just yeah. a little. Peterson gave him forty million dollars for a for an engine program that he was really developing. Was it, it the never, aluminum motor deal done? Oh, it never went anywhere. Okay. Never went anywhere. Weren't they doing that, the weren't they doing the bullet thing too in Texas where they're having the non lead uh, ammo? Oh, that that I'm not okay. Aware of. That's another no. that's another uh, deal. Harry Hibbler told me stories about Mr. Peterson would do unsecured loans to friends. You know, that, <laughs> he just he, was and, like, and his the numbers told were me, just ridiculous. He said his accountant told me he said he loved Carol Shelby so much he would have given another forty if he'd asked. Um, <laughs> Don't tell Shelby him that. Was, Shelby probably, was he'd probably re- reincarnate you know? <laughs> for Shelby that money with, <laughs> with uh, Peterson on his first day with Margie. Oh, that's I did hear that. And he yes. told him, he yeah, told him that night. He said, "I'm going to marry that woman." We're, really? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and we talked about it last night. And again, we'll mention you know that we should have we should have we'll have Gigi, Gigi on. on. We'll Gigi. Oh, we have to we have to do an yeah, interview with her that. because I mean, they talk about stories. Just yeah. a wonderful woman too. Yeah, yeah. Just absolutely. My wife fantastic. and I stayed with them. Uh, uh, she and uh, uh, gentleman Joe Schubeck. We stayed yeah. at their home up in Vegas, and that was very 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 nice. Very yeah. special. Were you guys at the at the at the Magazine or with the company, when Peterson lit off a top fuel car on Sunset and I broke the window. That was before us. I think was that, that was before early. us. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm so next sure. year's our thirtieth anniversary. Nice. Yeah. The museum. I'm yeah. going to light off a top Outs. fuel car. Yeah. Who's on car? Real sure. Who, you got a car in mind? <laughs> we got a couple of cars. <laughs> okay. But, uh, awesome. It, one, well, it may one may be, be a modern. Every uh, uh, that would be. Have awesome. you seen the oh. model out here on the desk? Yes, I just saw it. I just saw it. We ran that for the Winter Nationals. With the Peterson Museum sponsorship on the side. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. That was awesome. That might be one of the cars. And then we've got, we we might, uh, Gentleman Joe may want to come over and light off his. Sure. He was showing, I did a story on his whole, uh, start it yourself from the cockpit uh, electrical uh, drive system. Because we were joking. It says, Shuji got tired of pushing it. (laughs) 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 He could go to the cackle fest and just do it himself. Yeah, because it would reverse and clear it out. And then it would run it the other way. Way. Okay. So, so yeah. it's a pretty, pretty amazing deal. So, are you planning to do those kinds of events now? I mean, obviously, you've got this great museum. You do a lot of things. You mentioned that you're going to Pebble Beach, and you're going to have you bring people in, and and uh, you give them an unbelievable weekend to to be in in Pebble Beach with the Peterson. We do we do over a hundred events a year that wow. we create. Wow! And then we have other events that oh. others bring to us, but. We've got a. Uh, as soon as the Formula One was announced in Las Vegas, we put packages together for that. 
We've got oh, okay. uh, yeah, that's going to be a big a deal. VIP program going down to that. We've got a, uh, a VIP program that we do at, at Pebble on the lawn on Sunday. We've got a banquet that we do Thursday night with a panel of uh, designers that is nice. usually designers. We nice. do a motorsports panel up there um, on Friday mornings. Uh, we show at the Quail, and then we always show it at, uh, on Sunday at the lawn. Wow. It's it, it's well, that that's just the week though we do we're all right. over the we're doing so, major so you, concours you, you all over the country. You have this exterior view of museums as being stodgy and yeah. conservative <laughs> and very very nothing going on. Right. This is exactly the opposite of that. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like it's very this vital. is a hub of activity all the time. <laughs> day day one, when I got here, I thought, okay, we're not going to run this as a museum. Okay, we're 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 going to make noise and, uh-huh. and do things, and you know we. We don't have the luxury of having uh, thousands of years of history mm-hmm. in art or in bones or things like that. Mm-hmm. Right. It, the industry is 150 years old, so, but it's also evolving and changing. Yeah. So we need yeah. to be a part of that as well. Yep. So yep. where our mission statement used to be that we would collect, preserve, and present the history of the automobile, it's now the history and future yes. of the automobile. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the, we'll bring, we'll touch... 100,000 children this year. Really? Uh, and really? various education wow. programs and the things that we, we present. We've got a world-class. We have the Peterson, the original Peterson archives. are now uh, 10 million films. Uh, I wanted photos. to ask you about we, that. We, so, we, know, uh, we know it well. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. used to spend, oh, my God, hours and hours and hours going through stuff. So so it is in. Is it downstairs? It's, it's here, in the vault? yeah. yeah. Okay. We've got a, a full crew working on that. We have 45 people in education, which is, is wow. all give to the community. So we, we want to be a, an important community asset yeah. you know, for education and training and teaching. Because those images are just, I mean, it is really the history of Hot Rod yeah. from, from the beginning of Hot Rod Magazine. Yeah. So there's an enormous amount of material there. I mean, I contributed a very small amount. You did. We, but you, but you overall, contributed ov- a ton. Overall, it's just, I mean, right. uh, I, I, it's, 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 it's staggering, really, to right. think about it because there's so much material there. One quick story, the, the guy who used to do the, the who was the guy that did this t- the illustrations, the see-through illustrations? I'm brain Ellison? Um, no, for like... Uh, no. Anyway, he calls me up one day. I was at, at, still at the magazine, and he's, I wanted to do the mystery motor, and I need... But all these... I heard there's pictures that, that Bob DeLevo took at Daytona that year. I think it was 63. Okay. And uh, I said, they're gone. And DeLevo told me the story that when the, all those engines blew up, right? So Chevrolet was so embarrassed. Yeah. He, had, he had shot all these photos. He had permission from Chevrolet to do this. They were, Hot Rod was going to be this big expose on the engine, this sure. big in-depth thing. And they said, we need all this stuff. And so even the proof sheets were gone. Mm-hmm. So there's they're they're numbered sequentially. They're just pages right. in a book, mm-hmm. and they've all been. There was like eleven pages that were gone, and uh, but there were some photos on the outer edges that they didn't <laughs> take, and I I found three or four images for him to to allow him to do mm-hmm. his job. And I'm, I'm, I'm I have to apologize. I'm, I'm brain fading on his name. He's going to kill me, but um, uh, anyway. It was just that was a lot of fun, yeah. and but that those kinds of things, mm-hmm. you know, and and when you start, as you know, we start doing research stories, especially for history things, and those are just so important, right. you know. And, and are you digitizing everything? Is that what the plan? We've is? got a million and a half digitized so far wow. Of, wow. of the ten million. Okay, but it's minutes. pretty good representations. About ten percent of the of the uh, collection. Right. So it, it, there's. It's about a bucket, a, a frame, though. So, so it's expensive. You know, we've yeah. we've spent lot. that much money as well. Wow. And, it's a, and wow. it's a large staff to do it. Yeah. So, um, but over time, and in fact, I had a long meeting today with the guys. You'd say, what goes on in a day? We'd, how do we, I said, look, don't tell me we can't do this and you don't have enough money or time or, or people. Tell me what it takes. To get and it then done. we'll get sure. you the material and the money and the to go do it. Yeah. Because yeah. long term... Oh. This, that, that as an example, the the color uh, are in these plastic folders. Well, that's deteriorating. It deteriorates the and, film. And yes, the it film, does. The, the color will go away. The, mm-hmm. the, fortunately, the black and whites are in in. Um, I can't remember the, what they call glassing them. envelopes. Yeah, glassing envelopes. So that's yeah. we're in good shape there. Be- and we've we've got some time, I should say. Mm-hmm. But um, 
getting it. We've got, uh, I don't know, a couple thousand reels of film, too, that we finally got a because, cold storage right. unit. Because together. he was involved with film in the, in the 60s. Yep. Yeah. 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 I remember those reels. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, every once in a while, I'll see like one of those. It was, uh, it was a series. I forget what it was called, but it was, it was uh, uh, voiceover was Lloyd Bridges. And yeah, it's you know, a, it's, he spent it's, some I mean, money. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, it was it was yeah. really good stuff. Really good stuff. We used so, to go down there all the time, and there were a series of spiral bound notebooks that were all the all the racing. Remember all the, the racing because yeah. they would separate was, them out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. so go down there and find a find a photo from the nineteen sixty three Indy five hundred. You yeah. know, just mm-hmm. oh, it's just fantastic. I mean, it's such a wealth of information there. We're servicing a lot of people now too that huh? call in. It's becoming better known well, uh, now that the the archives are. are really available um Terrific. so we spend a lot of time searching and getting mm-hmm. folks the, the right photos for their yeah so somebody could call in say they were an old racer and they wanted yeah. a photo of their car somebody could do it mm-hmm. oh excellent that's that's uh, great well and, and what's interesting is what what would you like somebody just to get this point in here what would you want somebody who has never been here to the peterson to know about your museum that they should see what are they going to see that they might not see anywhere else what what comes to mind for you that is something that sets the Peterson a, a, apart? It's kind of two questions, but it it, it really be- begins with the cars, with the, with the exhibits. It's it's really all about the cars, um, and and it's a, a the, the gift is cars are really about stories. You can walk by the most beautiful Ferrari in the world, but if you didn't know. Right. The story behind it, it wouldn't be as interesting. Mm-hmm. Sure. Car doesn't um, do anything until somebody does something with it. And and the the stories that we tell, that's really part of the magic. And the, the 45 people we have in education, most of those are at, on the floors to be able to share with the, the stories and explain to we people. I saw that. We now. saw a couple of them. That's <clears throat> great. And that's yeah. that's one of those unique mm-hmm. parts that we get to we get to do. But. I think that it's you're going to learn something, but you'll be entertained. Yeah. And this goes back into the theme park business. Sure. Of if you can educate people and 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 they won't come back. Right. If you educate them and entertain, entertain them, them, they're gonna they're gonna come back. And if you don't keep it fresh, if you don't show something new, there's no reason to come right. back. Right. Right. So we have we work very hard at presenting cars in a way that tell a story, a unique story, um, and that's. Uh, that's part of our challenge every day is, all right, now what are you going to do? Yeah. yeah. You know, you've got Tesla, Porsche, McLaren. Right. Um, what do you do for an encore? It's a tough one. How do you make it? Well, if I had to answer that question, I would say great stories. <laughs> yeah. Great stories would be the way that you top all those things. You know, we, so. we, when we opened the museum after the transformation, the Bruce Meyer Gallery, and this was Bruce's idea, was uh, called... Um, uh, metallic it's something metallic but it was all silver cars but they were the single most beautiful silver cars you've ever seen in life. Okay. the hork yeah. from uh the uh, bob lee collection okay. up in reno um the uh uh the corvette from the corvette museum the um it was a the original james bond aston uh Cars of that caliber. Okay, nice. And then the next one that we did in there was Seeing Red, which was all of the very best Ferraris ever built. Ah, the the yeah. Niki Lauda 312, wow. the, the uh, California Spider, the best uh, GTO in the world, um, in car after car. That, yeah. that was just, oh, my yeah. God, what am I looking at here? Yeah. And, and then 70th anniversary of Porsche. Uh, Wolfgang Porsche was in the in the building, and we met him, and we were standing on the stairs and looking over in the Mullen Gallery, uh, art of the Bugatti, which was three generations of Bugatti, sure. the furniture, the art, the cars, yeah. the, wow, boy. the wow. sculpture, the, and all of it. And we said, you know, we should do this for your 70th anniversary, and he turned to his guys and he said, let's do it. So, <laughs> boom, good relationship. That came helps, on. doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. Helps. Fun stuff. But... Um, but and it and it goes to a wide audience. You just mentioned you know furniture and artwork and everything, because you know some people 
aren't as enthusiastic about cars as we are. Mm. But there's there's stuff for them here too that people don't realize. You know, the Peterson Museum, automotive culture. Yes, but automotive culture goes beyond just the cars. I mean, I can't imagine getting past the cars. But anyway, the bottom line is that there is so much more to do and see. And, and you've catered to the kids. There's an area for them to play so that the kids can be entertained, so mm. the adults can go do some of their stuff too. So, so I think you've done a really nice uh, job of of. Thank creating you. a multi multi touch uh, environment for people to, to get a chance to look <laughs> at. Talk about something for everybody. We yeah. were it was opening night of the Lowrider exhibit mm-hmm. and right next to the Bugatti exhibit. And and what what happened, you couldn't have planned it, but it, it was okay, this is perfect. Uh, some of the guys that came to the Bugatti uh, to the uh, Lowrider opening were in zoot suits. And they were in front of the Bugattis with their kids, wow. and they're, they're posing for the pictures, doing. <laughs> and it was okay. They yeah. get that they we appreciate their art. Yep. We appreciate yes. their art as much as we appreciate sure. Bugattis right. yep. and right. their art. Yep. This was everybody's on an equal plane in yep. here, and everyone's yep. appreciated. The and then you way. look at the paint jobs and the and the stuff, the work that goes oh, into okay. those cars. It's unbelievable. Sorry, the lowrider cars. Yeah. The lowrider cars. They may, they may not be to my taste, but you have to appreciate. You, have to appreciate you know, when the they start scrolling through the chrome and they're doing oh, all this, right. uh, the paint work is unbelievable. It's, it's and just, it's and it's every part of the car. I mean, we. Yeah. I don't know how many times you painted the floorboard from the underside, but it's not been a particular <laughs> not, area that I spent a lot easy. of expertise on. But they do. They do. And they do yeah. an amazing... So yeah. Many so. of those cars are five years in the making. Oh, oh yeah. And, I don't and they're And they're put together and owned by three or four families. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, it shows. Yeah. It shows. Yeah. Well, that's well, fantastic. It's been, yeah. It's been uh, terrific. So... Yeah. Um, Anything we missed? Anything you'd like to mention to to our audience? Because um, we're gonna, we're gonna, I'm sure we're gonna have a lot of interest in what's going on here. I think that that if you get an opportunity to stop in, we've been voted world's best automotive museum twice in the last five years, and that I and we're that. very proud of that. Uh, and for us, that means okay, that's that's nice. We appreciate that. But now, what are you gonna do? And <laughs> It's a matter of that. Yeah. that that it's a our challenge is to get better. Mm-hmm. Our challenge is always to get better and to to bet to better present things, tell more stories, and reach more children. It, it, we are looking at programs now on safe driving for kids. We've got teen build shops, um, but the idea that that if you support the museum. You're supporting what we're going to be doing, hopefully, in the next 50 years, in the next 100 years, mm-hmm. and the stories that we're going to tell about what the automotive industry is. Uh, and a lot of that will open the eyes of kids to say, wow, I could be in the automotive business as a writer, yeah. as a photographer, as mm-hmm. a designer, as a, as a, as a tech mm-hmm. um, I could be in sales and marketing, or I could be in the archival library business. There's so many different jobs, and and we're exposing kids to that. And That's we, great. We, That's we, fantastic. We work yeah. hard at it, and we're yeah. pre- we appreciate it. I think you're support. successful, too. Wow, this yeah. has been fantastic. Thank Absolutely. you so much for Thank helping you us so out. This, this has been a lot of fun. Yes. Thank you. And, Thank you, Terry. And, uh, appreciate it very much. Come to the Peterson Museum. I mean, that, that's as simple as that. But uh, if you like what we're doing here, ring the bell. Thanks again to our friends at ARP-Bolts.com. There <laughs> right there. And, that's our sales uh, and marketing. You just did it. There you go. Because they really help us out with this whole thing. So thanks again for watching. And just keep watching this, and we'll keep telling you stories. Stories.